Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the choir room for another Song Rankings podcast. Yes, we are kicking things off right away here today. We've got 32 songs that we're going to get to, so we thought let's just uh, jump right into it with our 32nd song up on the list. And uh, if you haven't seen the name of the the name of the podcast yet, then uh, here I am to inform you that today we are going through all of the Glee trios, the performances that contain three singers, performers leading players here and we're going to kick things off with the performance of Ben from uh the from the Michael episode of course in season 3 Michael Jackson so we have Kurt Rachel and Finn there to kick things off here um but Aman how are you doing today uh thoughts on Ben what a shame it's not 33 songs like i mean what kind of cosmic uh coincidence that would have been um Ben i always forget about Ben even though it's part of the Michael Jackson episode, um, it just seems so offhand in terms of the rest of the story because, you know, they're addressing Blaine, who's wrapped away in his bedroom because of his scratched cornea. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, it's okay. I mean, it's it's a cute number. They all they sound great, uh, but it, it's something that I don't necessarily return to a lot of the time. So yeah. I get why it's number 32. But, uh, yeah. Lots and lots of lots of trios. I think this is the most plentiful of the bunch. Yes, we have of the group numbers. We definitely have a lot to get into today with a bunch of these different trios. Um, we already went through all of the uh, the. Okay, let's see if I can get these. The quartets, the quintets, the sextets, the septets, and the octets. We've gone through all of them. Um, and trio is the easiest way to put the uh, put these, so I'm excited that we're up to those, but I'm sure that I will mess up somewhere along the way. Um, so yeah, we kick things off with Ben here at the bottom of the countdown. And uh, really not a whole lot else to set up for what we have going on today, so we might as well just keep things going and we'll keep the conversation alive as we talk through the rest of these 31 songs so uh let's keep going uh number 31 
And you know what? I'm actually just going to play number uh, 30 as well because they are from the same episode. Well, let's just talk about these back to back. So that was Mary's little boy child. Let's do number 30 as well. All right, so that back-to-back there is uh, two songs from previously unaired Christmas in season five. First was Mary's Little Boy Child, followed by Love Child. Um, we have uh, talked about both of these songs a bit in the past coming uh, recent months with uh, revisiting the Christmas episodes, and uh, hopefully it doesn't break Amon's heart too much that as you know, all the trios go, that they end up here at the bottom. I guess I just haven't done my job to convincing you guys that Love Child is great. I mean, even outside, I mean, I, I would have thought that maybe it would have placed higher, being that it really isn't a Christmas song. So, because I can understand placing the Christmas song towards the bottom, but this ain't a Christmas song, y'all. This is a Motown standard by the Supremes that was co opted for the Christmas episode. Um, but that's fine. It is what it is. I'm just glad that if they're going to be this low, at least Love Child is, a, is ahead of, uh, of the other one, even though the other one isn't bad either. I mean, I think that Unique, Marley, and Tina did a great job in that entire episode. Mm-hmm. I was uh, thoroughly engrossed and enthralled and enjoyed both of those performances. Yeah. So. And a reminder that uh, Justice for Love Child. All of these. Baby Black Jesus. <laughs> all of these song rankings were done before we revisited the Christmas episodes. So as we, you know, went in uh, on those episodes to like, you know, revisit them and kind of. Uh, talk about them more in depth. Uh, I think that maybe if the rankings were done today, maybe they would be a little bit higher. I feel like I know for sure that I would have uh, given some higher marks, uh, just just maybe like a, a hair higher uh, to probably both of them. Um, I think I've grown to appreciate both of them a little bit more. But these were uh, the rankings were all done back in like what October, November, or something like that. So that is unfortunate for them, but it makes sense. The uh, season five of it all, the Christmas episodes of it all, leaving them towards the bottom. So. That's that for those two songs, but let's keep on moving. Uh, Number 29. With your smile so warm And your cheeks so soft There is nothing for me But to love you But you're never fully dressed Without a smile Who cares what they're wearing from Main Street to Savile Row It's what you wear from ear to ear And not from head to toe Lover Never, never change Keep that breathless charm Won't you please arrange it Cause I love you 
never fully dressed without a smile. The way you look tonight. Of course, we've got Kurt and Rachel with Isabel Wright in the makeover episode of season three. Uh, four. I said season three. <laughs> season four. It's just the, the trio brain getting to you. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is lovely. This is lovely. I... Uh, I was never really that much of a fan of this song when watching season four the first few times. Because, like I said before, season four I was when I was really hardcore into Glee um, in the midst of me starting college and everything. And I would rewatch all of the beginning episodes of season four a lot because I just couldn't wait until the next week for the next episode. And so I'm really familiar with like the first five episodes of season four um, and all of the music. And I kind of always skipped over this one. Um, but with time, I've grown to like it a lot more. Um, and it's one of Sarah Jessica Parker's only performances. So there's that special little bit of magic there as well. Mm-hmm. So not surprised that it's lower on the list. I, I, I maybe would have placed it a little higher than this, but that's fine. Yeah, um, I have no issues with it being down here, but uh, just like an overall look at all of the trios, uh, most of them had pretty decent numbers. So like, you know, again, you mix it into the bigger list and you're probably not going to see any of them too far down. Maybe maybe Ben. I don't know about Ben's numbers over there, but it's OK. Um, so, so that's the way you look tonight. Uh, you're never fully dressed without a smile. And uh, here we go into number 28. We're going to bounce back to season five for hot sack. Actually, there's a lot of season five on this list, but right, here we go. Chipmunks, ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Rachel. Okay. Okay, Santana. Okay. Okay, Kurt. Kurt. I don't need to play too much of the chipmunk song. You guys get the idea. Uh, the chipmunk song from season five uh, with Kurt and Rachel and Santana and, you know, bad Santa really not, uh, you know, with the best intentions going forward in this night. But what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I just don't be fucking with these Christmas songs. That's OK. That's OK. I have learned my lesson. I no longer go to bat for these. I'll just, you know, keep them special within my heart. I also understand that this is quite a wacky number coming from a wacky episode. Mm-hmm. So um, I love this song, though. I know. I love it. <laughs> we both do. We both gave it a, a at least a bit of a boost off the ground, uh, considering this was the audience's uh, worst song, even below Ben there. So uh, we at least were like, no, no, it's not that bad, and uh, made it go from number 32 to number 28. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, t- 28 ain't bad. 28 is definitely not bad. <laughs> yeah. So, the Chipmunk song coming in at number 28. Number 27. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? Come on, swing it. Come on, swing it. Come on, swing it. Come on, swing it. Yo, it's about that time to bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme. I'ma get mine, so get yours. I wanna see sweat coming out your pores. On the house, dip the sound, swinging this. Strictly hip hop, boy, I ain't singing this. 
just bringing this to the entire nation. Black, white, red, brown, feel the vibration. vibration. Come on, feel the vibration. Good like sun-kissed Many wanna know who done this Bucky Buck And I'm here to move you Rhymes will groove you And I'm here to prove to you That we can party on the positive side And pump positive vibes So come along for the ride Making you feel the rhythm is my occupation So feel the vibration, vibration. Come on, feel the vibration Good vibrations from season one, episode 21. We got a little bit of funkin' before the season ended in that first uh, ever season of Glee. Uh, Puck, Finn, and Mercedes. Yeah, um, this was a treat upon rewatch. I totally forgot about this song. It's so obscure. I mean, I know that I'm familiar with the song itself, but in terms of like Glee, yeah, it's something I don't normally think about. I like the choice of having Mercedes sing that, uh, the, uh, the chorus part, because it's something that I'm growing ever more privy to over the past couple of years. It's just like how present uh, a lot of African-American artists were at the beginning of um, EDM and how that all sort of like came up out of disco and 80s music sort of like coming together Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the 80s um, and how we're not really credited with that sort of like musical exploration. So if anything, I sort of like just that inclusion of her if I'm thinking on like a meta scale. But um, in terms of like the, the performance itself, yeah, pretty good. I mean, I you know, the rap performances on Glee can be, you know how they can be sometimes, but I don't mind this one. Especially, yeah, within like a funk episode and they're just, I don't know, they're kind of bringing the uh, episode in a different direction than they normally do. So it doesn't feel the most, you know, when, when Will just breaks out into rap or anything like that. So, yeah, um, I think this is fun to look back on and it's very silly. Um, just overall watching the whole thing back. Wasn't this like the point where like... Puck was like starting to feel Mercedes too. He he was like, oh, I'm liking you. Like you're 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 kind of cool. Um, I mean, yeah, it's definitely around this point of the season. I'm just trying to think if like they had ended it by now because, uh, the boy is mine happens in episode 18, I think, and I feel like that's the same episode where they end it. So I don't know that that's still happening, but I mean, yeah, it's around the same time. So you know, feelings mm. could have been there. You never know. Um, so that's good vibrations coming in at number 27 and, uh, back to season five for number 26.
Alright, so uh, tell me why they did not allow... So we talked about with the uh, the four-person songs, the quartets that uh, Kevin McHale was in, uh, like so many of them. But now here we are. We have the four of them. So it's Mercedes, Rachel, Sam, and Artie that are here at this dog shelter place. Uh, and Artie's here, but Artie does not sing on the song. He's not, you know, credited on the track. He's like lip-syncing a little bit along during like some of the parts where they're all singing together, but he is not a part of this. Uh, he's just kind of there watching the performance. So I don't know what that's all about, but uh, we have I Melt the World... I melt the world. I melt with you. That's why I couldn't get the name out uh, at number twenty-six. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, oh, "This is a, this is a trio." I thought I thought there was someone else here, and yeah, Artie was definitely there. But I don't I don't know why he's not uh, included in this. Was he filming at this? Oh no, he was filming the uh, uh, what's the song with Sam? Uh, Werewolves, Werewolves of London. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. That's strange. I like this song though. I'm I, I'm always pleasantly surprised when it comes on because. You know, it's the latter half of season five and, um, you know, sort of like one of those slice of life episodes with them all in New York. And it's just really nice to see them sort of, you know, doing things other than, you know, cutting an album or rehearsing for Broadway. And, you know, it's just them, you know, doing regular people shit and going to go get a dog. Um, and I, I enjoy this song a lot. Yeah. This song is always in commercials and stuff in like old movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like that does uh, does ring true. Um, yeah, no, I, f- I feel the same way. It's like, it's cute. I like it. I, I don't, uh, it's not my favorite. It's not anything that I'm uh, upset happened by any means. So uh, this feels like a perfectly fine spot. I uh, do not want it any lower. I do not want it any higher. That's exactly it. Number 26. That's all I will accept. Okay. Um, that was uh, I Melt With You from season five as Sam's about to adopt a dog and not make Mercedes the most happy housemate. But it's all right. They'll figure it out. Uh, number twenty-five. On me now. You're probably on your flight back to your hometown. I need some shelter of my own protection, baby. Be with myself and center. Clarity, peace, serenity So, uh, yeah, I hate to do it, but I feel like we both are probably about to say the same thing. Are we on the same page here? I think we are. Uh, about how I don't know. Free's version is better? About what? For, uh, <laughs> well, okay, that too. But um, I feel like we might have said this both uh, when we watched it of just, you know, Chris Colfer. Chris Colfer, what are you, what yeah. are you doing here? <laughs> who, yeah. who put you here? <laughs> I don't know why they, they choose some of these songs for, for him. It's so strange. Yeah. It really is. It just some of these songs just do not match his um no. 
his there's voice. There's plenty that do. And, there's uh, plenty that do. It didn't have to be this. It did not like, you know, Darren Chris and Leah Michelle went on tour together because they've got a pretty good vibe with their voices blending together. They did a couple songs on Glee together. Um, and I get the shoehorning of like wanting to have the three of them perform, but it just didn't. It wasn't this song. I mean, and plus this, this song itself was just sort of wasted on this moment. Like you're all not going to prom and you're all feeling sorry for yourself. So we're going to sing big girls. Don't cry. What? Strange. Yeah. Like very strange. I mean, truly just to like make it the most obvious example, it should have been like a Tina song, a Tina, like known for crying every five seconds. I don't know. Like this would have been a great opportunity for some kind of Tina solo, Tina, Rachel. I don't know. Throw Tina in the mix with Blaine and Rachel. Give me that. I want that. That's exactly what I want. That's how I'm rewriting the song. But whatever. So, uh, I, I mean, I like it for the parts. I really hate to be this mean. Like, I like both uh, Rachel and Blaine's parts in it. It's just when you add in the third person, he's there on the track. It's just not a song for, for Kurt uh, to really be there. That's why I think it ends up getting dragged this far down the list to 25. Otherwise, I feel like it could have been a lot higher. But, you know, is what it is. What are you going to do? Sorry. It is what it is. Sorry about it. Um, so that was number 25, Big Girls Don't Cry from Season 3, Episode 19. And uh, now we're going to go into a batch of four back-to-back songs from Season 5. So let's get on into these, starting with number 24. Love's strange, so real in the dark Think of the tender things that we were working on Slow change may pull us apart When the light gets into your heart, baby Don't you forget about me All right, it's time to break into the high school and get some uh, Don't You Forget About Me going with Blaine, Tina, and Sam. Definitely of the couple of performances that those three get together, I would say that this is um, the least best or at least my least favorite. Not that it's bad, it's just uh, the other ones are better. So no surprise and no disappointment on my end to see it land here. I hope they cleaned up all of that uh, uh, fire extinguisher shit they were spraying all over the place. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this uh this is this is fine to me. Uh another one of those old songs that reminds me of a time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way to put it. Uh and uh yeah, that's about it for me. I think they sound great, but what time? I, what time does it remind you of when you were in detention? Uh, a time that I wasn't here for. <laughs> it's all right. It's a it's an all right performance. Um I would I you know, I could bend down and tie my shoes and by the time I got back up I would have missed it but it's fine is your screen what is your screen paused on right now um it is paused on uh the lower half of somebody's body (laughs) that's what I was about to ask is that's I think that's Sam is it 
Isn't Sam the one that wears oh, the Cheerios uniform Sam. in here? It is. It's definitely Sam. Yeah. yeah. Blaine and Sam and oh, Tina are like... running around the school. They were just in Sue's office. Uh, they, 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 uh, Sam was just holding a jar of condoms. I don't know what's going on there. They were all just messing with things around the school that I guess they usually would not be, uh, you know, finding or whatever. And now Sam uh, is currently paused on our screen with like all of his legs showing of the <laughs> underneath the Cheerios uniform. This is a, a fun way to pause here. Okay. Anyway, um, so, so that was number 24. Uh, don't you forget about me. And uh, we move on to number 23. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer are pulling on the reins. There's a ringing children singing. All is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers. Cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that is filled with toys for the boys and girls again. Hear the sleigh bells, jingle, jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed, cover up your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight, tonight. Santa Claus comes tonight. Happy days. Here comes Santa Claus. We got some Christmas making its way up the list higher than maybe we would otherwise expect, but it's the NY3 and you can't go wrong with an NY3 number. Yo, I don't know if I'll ever grow out of loving the holidays as much as I do. It's just like every time I hear a damn Christmas song, it's like the end. It's just like, uh, like I just love the holidays. <laughs> what does it just put you so in like much. a whole different mood? Yes, every single time, but like never fails. And it's just like I'm like 26 years old. At some point, I have to like get the stars out of my eyes, I don't think but so. I just can't help it. I mean, it's um, like it's a strange comparison to make, but it's the one that comes to mind immediately because, like, I don't know, like there's a big and, and this is I know the same for you. There's like a lot of Disney love within my family, at least with my mom and I. Um, it's like you hear a Disney song no matter how old you are, and it's probably going to bring you that kind of like spark and joy. So if Christmas is that for you and maybe some Disney as well, it's, I think that's OK. I love the song. Um, it's my least favorite, I think, or one of my, one of my least favorites in terms of this episode i prefer some of the other songs um but then again you know at least out of the trios yeah it's still my least favorite of the trios because i prefer um yeah i prefer almost all the other trios instead of this one so i'm surprised that it's this high not that i don't not that i dislike it i mean it's a christmas track i love it but it's you know i prefer you know i I might place this above um uh what's the mary's little boy child marley unique and yes there we go um i I might place it above that um but yeah, I'm surprised that it's that it's beat all of them out, mm. including Love Child. I think the uh, the the visual of everything that's happening there with them at the mall, it's like some comedy. You got uh, Santana and Rachel both look pretty good in their costumes. You got, uh, you know, the, the vocals are pretty good. It's like a more serious, like it's the trio in that episode that's the more serious version, since obviously the Chipmunk song is wild. And I think people uh, tend to, as, saw, as we saw, they uh, rated that one the audience's lowest. So... Yep, uh, here comes Santa Claus. It's number 23, and we still have two more songs in this little batch of season five, so let's go down to number 22. Now you're on your own. Only me beside you. No 
Just a finger Say the slightest word Something's bound to linger Be heard No one acts alone Careful, no one is alone People make mistakes Fathers, mothers, people make mistakes Holding to their own Thinking they're alone Honor their mistakes Everybody makes one another's terrible mistakes which is can be right. All right. Uh, definitely Giants a forgotten about performance good. amongst, I'm sure, most Glee fans. Uh, no One is Alone from episode 15 of season five with Blaine and Rachel and Kurt. It's just a very calm, very, very nice sound between these three here. Yeah. Um. I was, I never really, I mean, I'd always known about Into the Woods, you know, growing up in musical theater, but I'd never really uh seen it i'd only known a few of the songs by trade um and then when the movie came out which i'm sure a lot of into the woods fans would say is you know not even that great i mean it's fine but like it's nothing to really call home about i was obsessed with all the music i just think that sondheim is just one of the greatest um musical theater creators of our time and this is definitely one of the flagship songs of the show um the glee version is is cute I like it. I think I think that I probably listened to the Broadway version and the film version before I listened to the Glee version, which is, you know, usually saying something because Glee, you know, does some damn good covers. I just don't think that they necessarily nail it this time around. Um, I also don't know if I necessarily agree with the usage of the song for this scene. I get what they're going for because and this is the Bash episode, right? And, yep. you know, this person is you know beaten because of the fact that they're gay and you know the the whole mantra of no one is alone sort of you know goes hand in hand with the it gets better thing where like you know it may feel like you're being persecuted but there are more people out there like you just find your tribe i get that and i guess that's kind of what happens in into the woods too but the sentimentality is just a little bit too different for me in the in the in into the woods so i just sort of like can't help but compare it to that situation so i guess that's just a mental hurdle that i have to get over um but you know i mean i'm i'm fine with the placement i don't think i would have had it this high um but yeah it's it's a good song and i highly suggest if people aren't familiar with into the woods definitely check it out um yeah obviously as you can imagine i'm not that familiar with into the woods i uh, not not that familiar i think uh people talked about it a lot in high school i might have even seen it performed at like a local school but i cannot remember for the life of me it just sounds so familiar and i feel like i I uh, just know so much. Of, uh, I've heard so much of it that uh, I feel like it practically is in there somewhere. But uh, either way, um, I don't know. I just like the way that their voices blend together on this one a lot better than, you know, what we're going to get from the three of them with Big Dur- Big Girls Don't Cry. So this is certainly an improvement um, in my in my book. Um, as far as like the, you know, should it have happened in this spot? I can't answer that. I don't know, you know exactly what's going on with this song and it's funny because sometimes when we go through these songs i can tell like you're listening to the lyrics and uh sometimes you'll like comment back on you know the words of the song and i'm really not often paying attention to the lyrics i'm just listening for the musical like i want to hear what they sound like so you know yeah i'm usually the same way um 
It's like, every so often. It's like, I know what know. Fat Bottom Girls is about, but, like, they sound so good on it, I just don't care. <laughs> That's how I consume Yeah, I mean, this. I'm definitely a little bit more musically inclined as well. I like melody more so than I, than I you know, uh, like lyrics. But, you know, every so often, especially on songs like this, you know. Yeah. Just makes you think. Yep. All right. Next up on the list. Uh, here we go. What number are we up to? That was number 22. And this is number 21. Look at me. I can see the reality. Because when you shook me, took me out of my world, I woke up. Suddenly, I just woke up to the happening. Until love took a detour Yeah, I'm riding high on top of the world It happened Suddenly it just happened The Happening Season 5. Yes, of course. And it's, uh, what? okay, why is it, I'm blanking right now. It's Pamela Lansbury turned into 1-3 Hill, right? Mm. Yep. Yes, 1-3 Hill. We got Danny, Starchild, and Kurt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, y'all are schooling me right now because I forgot about this song entirely. So, <laughs> well. Um, yes, episode 10, we had the trio episode, so uh, while the trio back at McKinley are performing all their songs, now uh, Pamela Lansbury breaks up, turns into a three-person group, and they hit us with this. And that's the only one three-hill performance we're going to get, isn't it? Sadly. Because after this, so. shortly after, like, they are gone. Yes. <laughs> I think that's probably why I forget it so much, is because it's like, oh. It's, it's very fleeting. One three-hill, remember that? Yeah. That was a thing. But, I mean, Demi Lovato, hey, uh, look at you with the vocals. Uh, But, I mean, she's Demi Lovato, so duh. Uh, And Adam Lambert, so duh. So this performance was always going to be good. And, uh, you know, (laughs) for a song that I had never heard of before Glee and uh, probably will never hear the original version of, uh, to make it up to number 21, uh, I think is uh, definitely good enough for me, for these three. The Happening. Whoa. So that's number 21, The Happening, Season 5, and now we're going to break out of Season 5 for a bit and uh, keep on moving with, uh, we're up to the top 20 on this list, number 20.
10-year anniversary of this song recently just passed. I believe it was like a couple days ago as of this recording. Might be a couple weeks ago, depending on when you guys listen to this. But uh, yeah, Friday uh, makes its way onto Glee, obviously. And we have Puck and Sam and Artie performing in a prom. Yeah, Rebecca Black, I think, is coming out with a new album or has already dropped a new album or something. Like, she's working on something, which, you know, I think I'll probably, you know... Oh, you know, I'll pay a stream or two, see what she's got going on. I'm a pop music lover. You know, I'll give anybody a chance. Mm-hmm. I also hate the fact that she was just, you know, trashed so much for this song. Like, obviously, the song is so, like, silly, right? And it's But I've always considered it to be sort of, like, tongue-in-cheek. Like, I always kind of figured that she knew that it was like this. Like, she wasn't going for excellence, you know? It was meant to just be a fun song about Friday. Right. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> And people tore her to shreds over this. I know. That's such and a young age. so bad for her. Yeah. I know. Like, like, sh- like, why are y'all so mad? I know. God damn. Like, not to make any, um, like, comparisons. Especially when... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, not to make any comparisons. Like, you know, obviously, they're pretty drastically different of uh, of what I'm about to talk about. But just like the documentary that just came out, you know, for Britney, um, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if we hear stories, you know, like this uh, of, of something. OK, maybe this is a bad comparison, but just like uh, to hear uh, in the future from Rebecca Black of like how bad, you know, the treatment was. Right. No, that's what you're trying to say. Like, yeah, like just, you know, all of the stuff that we don't see, you know. Yeah. All of the things that she has to go through on her own um, because people are just generally horrible. So when this happened on Glee, I I I loved it. I know that a lot of people don't aren't really too high on the song because they really can't get over the Fridayness of it all. But I kind of felt like Glee was sort of matching the energy here. It was just like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a popular song. And you know, if this if this song came on and I was at some dance or some club or something, I'd be going hard. I'd be like, oh yeah, Friday, bitch, yeah, Rebecca Black, yes, like, you know, I, I hey, I'm here to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So. I, I I like this. I do too. I didn't I didn't realize that it was a trio. I don't know why I have in my head that it was like all the new directions guys, but I guess not just uh Yeah, it's easy to just imagine that like Mike Chang would be Sam there too. Arden. Yeah, it's uh usually yeah. gonna have more people in it. But no, we're only in season two, so there's no Rory here yet, no Joe here yet. Mike could have been up there, but no, we just let the three boys have it. So Friday is up there at number twenty and uh number nineteen, Mike Chang is in this one. Goes right down 
this is one that I think uh, I would, uh, this uh, a rare time where I will say, go pause us here and go check out the YouTube video for this song because it's a, a good serotonin boost of uh, watching these three dance up on that stage. You got Blaine, Mike, and Brittany, uh, Darren, Chris, very much holding up with the dance, uh, the actual dancers on the show of uh, Harry Shum Jr. and Heather Morris. Uh, this one is always so much fun to me. It's a lot more fun, I think, to watch altogether than it is to maybe just listen to it. So uh, feel free to pause. Otherwise, you know, whatever. But uh, thoughts on this one yeah i went and learned the dance afterwards um lots of fun i why do you keep doing this <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to I like lose my train of thought um <laughs> you're holding out a whole note of thought there i like the song <laughs> i am glad that you do I like this song a lot. Uh, if these three were in the TikTok era, which, I mean, Heather Morris is kind of on there, uh, they would go viral for sure with uh, some dances between the three of them. So unfortunate that, uh, you know, that came a little bit too late for this crew, but You Should Be Dancing comes in at number 19, and uh, we move on up to number 18. Me. Something is not the same. I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game. Too late for second guessing. Too late to go back to sleep. It's time to trust my instincts. Close my eyes and leave. It's time to try defying gravity. I think I'll try defying gravity. Kiss me goodbye. I'm defying gravity. And you won't bring me down. No. limits cause someone says they're so some things I cannot change but till I try I'll never know too long I have been afraid of losing love I guess I've lost well if that's love it comes at much too high a cost I'd sooner Fine Gravity, the season five version where we've got Mercedes thrown into the mix and Kurt is not going to flub the note this time because last time, you know, did it on purpose this time. We're going to hold it out and make sure that we make our mark here. <laughs> you know, I've always appreciated Kristen Chenoweth being the one to say, now that, sh- that song should be on the Broadway after they're done singing. But then I'm like, well, so hold on a second. Like, Shouldn't she know that that's already a song on Broadway? Because even in this universe, yes, Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth are, like, you know, they exist, they they don't exist within the Glee universe, but Wicked does, because they definitely go to New York, and Kurt and Rachel definitely sneak on stage on the set of Wicked, and then sing a song from Wicked, so she should definitely know that, but that's besides the point. Um... Out of all of the renditions of Defying Gravity, I like this one the best. I still prefer the Broadway version, but if I had to choose the pop version, I'd listen to this one. Yeah, Amber adds, you know, a bit of an extra spark to it that may not have been there the first time around. But yeah, we haven't even done Kurt or Rachel's podcast yet to see how uh, high up that one gets on the rankings for them. But, you know, we'll get to that in due time. But for now, the uh, version with the three of them lands here at number 18. So 
you know, um, I don't know if I would have uh, gone higher or lower. I think looking at some of the other songs that are still left to go on the list, I feel like I probably could have gone a few spots higher because I do like this, but you know, is what it is. So that was uh, at number 18, Defying Gravity. And uh, we move on to number 17. Disco Inferno, the song that is going to get up on YouTube and get Mercedes into uh, the you know the next stage of her life. All the dreams are going to come true because of Disco Inferno here. But uh, yes, it's a lot of fun with uh, Brittany, Santana, and Mercedes here in season three. Burn, baby, burn. Trouble Tones Inferno. Yeah, this is lots of fun. Just so much grunge to her voice and grit to her voice um, that we don't normally get from Mercedes. Um, but this song sort of... What the hell is that sound? My voice? No, not, <laughs> not your voice. <laughs> I don't know. There's somebody outside singing. Uh, I think that's just me. Okay, they're gone. Yeah, Um, I like this song. I like the performance. I like the choreography to it as well. Lots of fun and all the props to Sam for uh, his secret cinematography. Yes. Disco Inferno coming in at number 16 there. Nope, that was number 17 there. Uh, number 17, Disco Inferno. Number 16 is on the mind because 16 is up next. You want to go out sometime Friday night? Yeah, I'd love to. Ugh, Marley. Oh, how could you blame her? How could you blame her? How could you blame her? Why don't you come up and womanize me sometime? How could you blame her? Yeah. Number 16, Womanizer, season four. Yes, I can blame her. He's a womanizer. Um, No, this is fun. (laughs) I like the studio version because Unique does some cool stuff up in there that that doesn't make it all the way into the, uh, the edited version, but I like this just the same. It's great. 
Yes. I love this cover and I love watching it in the episode. I love watching the video back. It's just, uh, I don't know, a lot of fun between these three. Uh, unique, of course, Marley and Tina, if I hadn't already said that, um, as they're just hashtag you know, free Britney for sure. So number 16 womanizer, we've, uh, covered that as well on unique's podcast recently but uh i love it so much okay number 15 number 15 We're really getting married. Part of me is everybody there because the favorite is there. I want to thank you all for coming to the wedding and appreciate you going even more. I mean, you must have lots of better things to do. Not a word of this to will remember William and the man I'm going to marry, but I'm not because I wouldn't ruin anyone as wonderful as he is. But I thank you all for the gifts and the flowers. Thank you all. Now it's back to the showers. Don't tell Will, but I'm not getting married today. Season four, of course, time for a wedding, but not really, because uh, Emma's got to go. She's not sticking around. Uh, we have Emma and Will singing on Getting Married Today, along with Mercedes Jones, providing some beautiful vocals as well. Come on, vocal training. Come on, diction. Come on, song time once again. Yeah. tragedy of life. I could jump in. Uh, just... The, the 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 vocal spitting image um fantastic i love this i love it 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 i love that jama mays gets to to show off a little bit here and give us a performance that we weren't really expecting but the song works for the situation and they pull it off very well um i guess i never really expected this to be a trio but i like technically it is so it certainly is um yeah this is fun yep uh, getting Married Today at number 15, and uh, let's keep on going. Number 14, let's keep it in season four, why not? Things I could do, then go with a boy or two. Even though the neighborhood thinks I'm trashy and no good, I suppose it could be true. But there are worse things I could do. I could flirt with all the guys Smile at them and bat my eyes Press against them when we dance Make them think they stand a chance Then refuse to see it through That's a thing I'd never do Could hurt. 
someone like me out of spite or Sandra July, Santana Lopez, unique here, season four. There are worse things I could do. They absolutely kill it here, right? It's uh, all three of them. I end up uh, enjoying. I don't know if I want to say like equally. I think you know probably could rank them pretty easily here. But uh, no, they're all good. It's uh, a lot of fun with you know voices that you never expect to get to put together. Why would Unique sing with Santana? Why would Cassie sing with either of them? But we make it happen here, and uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, uh, I I mean, I've talked about this song and how I've had to sing it before, and I'm heavily influenced by Naya's uh, take on it. It took me a while to even realize um, that it was... I don't know why it took me a, re- a while to realize this, because I was literally watching it happen on the episode, but like I didn't realize that Cassie was as in the song as she is, and then I would go ahead and listen to like the regular version, and for whatever reason, like her voice just didn't come through as much to me. I guess I just thought it was Naya the whole time, for or at least Naya more than it actually wasn't. Yeah. And so when I was like, wait a second, Naya's or she, um, Kate is like all up and through this shit, and so yeah, <laughs> that's my only note about this song. But yeah, they sound great. They sound great. All three of them sound great together. I have that same experience with a lot of songs like back when before we did any of this podcast, before I rewatched the show, you know, a couple of, uh, like two years ago at this point um, in that time frame from like 2015 to 2017 or 18, when I would still listen to Glee songs all the time. But I wasn't like remembering deep into the like the world of Glee or whatever, um, like all of the different songs. I didn't really think too much about like who was singing them. And I think for the most part, it was like a lot of the guy songs. Uh, when I went back and rewatched it in 2019, I remember like thinking like, oh, my God, I did not even realize this person sings this song it's just you you don't even think much about it and you're just like oh that's that's puck that's whoever that's this person um and that happened to me a lot that i was like oh i did not even connect the dots that this is that person's song you just you know your brain does its work so now that would never happen again because podcasting about glee for an entire year nothing is going out of this brain so (laughs) number 14 uh there are worse things i could do and we're about to get into the top 13 number 13 so i think looking at the list that remains here kicking off from this point every song here is uh something that i would play time and time again so uh that is my thoughts on it and uh you guys tell me if you feel the same when we get to number 13 here the club is full of ballers and their pockets full grown. And now your fellas leave your girl with their friends. Cause it's 11.30 and the club is jumping, jumping. Boys say you got a girl, yeah, it's true, you got a man. But the party ain't gonna stop, so let's make it hot, hot. Last weekend you stayed at home alone and lonely. Couldn't find your man, he was chilling with his homies. This weekend you're going out. If you try to stop you, you going off. You got your hair done and your nails done too. Outfit and your friends. Uh, 
Jumpin' Jumpin' from the trio episode in season five, Tina, Blaine, and Sam. I love it. I love it. But uh, <laughs> I don't think you, I don't th- I think you liked it, but I don't think you were about to go replacing it with the original. So uh, what do you think about this one? <laughs> no, I won't go replacing the original with it. I just I'm too attached to the to the, to the uh, era of Destiny Shot. I remember still like listening to that album like every day in the damn car because my sister was just so obsessed with it and she got to go see them in concert when we were like I don't know like seven or eight years old or however old we were. And so yeah, I just have a a big attachment to those old albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is great. Um, I I I mean it's it's an unlikely. Well, it's not an unlikely trio, but it's an unlikely song, I think, you know, for this trio. I feel like this is such a, if I had to, like, do some character analysis here, I feel like this is such a Blaine idea. I feel like Blaine is, like, a, like, well, I wouldn't even say closeted Destiny's Child fan, but, like, this is the second Destiny's Child song that Blaine has been on. Um, And so I feel like he's like, yeah, let's do some Destiny's Child. And Tina's like, oh, my God, I get to be Beyonce. And then they just (laughs) go hard. (laughs) <laughs> they go super hard on this one. Uh, and then the, Blaine doesn't want to say no to Tina, so he just lets her do it. Yeah. The, the choreography here on this one is a lot of fun if you're not watching along uh, or if, you know, you're listening along with us as you probably are, um, but not watching it. Another one that, you know, I would recommend to pause and uh, take a look back if it's not something that you are super uh, remembering for whatever reason. I uh, I really enjoy this one. So it lands here at number 13 and we move on into number 12. This one breaks my heart that it is this low, but I get it. It's fine. I like this one a lot. All right. Number 12. Grew up in a small town and when the rain would fall down, I just stare out my Tried to speak out, felt like no one could hear me. Wanted to belong here, but something felt so wrong here. So I pray I could break away. I'll spread my wings and I'll learn how to fly. I'll do what it takes till I touch the sky. All right, I'm just I I'm I'm, I'm think I'm always going to be obsessed with that cover of that song. I don't know why. Um, I think all three of them sound great on it. It's a pretty you know pretty uh, kind of a powerful scene going on underneath it all. While you go uh, cut over to New York and see Santana and Rachel that are obviously at odds, and it's just kind of emotional seeing uh, Rachel on her way out of the apartment. She goes to hug Kurt goodbye. Santana just standing there like, "Are we okay?" And Rachel's like, "No, fuck you." And she you know rips up the picture between the two of them. So. You know, that's a bit of a heartbreaker because you just want to see everybody getting along and be friends, but that's not how it works. Um, I just cannot say enough good things about this cover, so I guess I'll just be happy that it landed at number 12 and not any lower. I mean, I mean, Breakaway is always going to be special, right? Because it's one of the, the most popular songs from the very, the, the original American Idol, right? Kelly Clarkson. And 
I think for this song, for this cover in particular, yes, with it being matched up with Rachel leaving the apartment, trying to become like the first Lima, Ohio idol. It, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it, it kind of gets you in the feels because of all of the shit that, um, her and Santana have been through and just like her and Santana and Kurt have been through on their, all of their, all three of their journey into, you know, finding a way in New York City. And yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's sort of, I mean, it means different things for different people in, in this scene because, I mean, the trio obviously isn't really singing about this situation, but I think when they, they put it up next to Rachel and Santana, it's like, oof. It does kind of hit you in the gut. Um, I don't like that scene anymore. I really don't. I don't think, yeah, that's why it's like, I don't know, I have like conflicting feelings watching it and whatnot because it's just like also, I mean, uh, it it makes me think like negatively towards Leah Michelle and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I don't know. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I but I but I still to say it without saying it. But yeah. No, it's it's just like uh, it makes me feel like negatively towards her and just like because knowing that like that kind of was happening between the two of them at the time and it I don't know you know we don't have to get into all of that right now but um just it it, it like it feels like a powerful moment when you're watching it even with the full context of it and even not liking it for those reasons and whatnot I don't know I just love a lot of things about the way that they sound and it's just I don't know it makes me feel something right so I think that's what I'm getting at here that uh anytime that something makes me feel something as much as this one does um that's where you get the big reactions out of me so breakaway coming in here at number 12 and let's move on up the list to number 11 to a song that we have certainly not uh been you know too far away from we've heard it in uh in these character study podcasts here is number 11 I better be a gentleman or you turn me off. That's right, let me tell it. Nasty, nasty boys, I don't mean a thing. Oh, you nasty boys, nasty, nasty boys, I don't ever change. Nasty Rhythm Nation, uh, a song that uh, it, it's really good. I hope this isn't like I hope uh, you know the fact that it was like sticking in the top ten for so long. I feel like we had like a negative reaction towards it because we we're like you don't belong in the top ten, but it's not in the top ten anymore. So I hope we can go back to loving this um, because I have a lot of fun. It's uh, Jake, it's Marley, and it's Brie Breh in her one song on Glee. It wasn't that I n- we ever stopped liking it. It was just like, damn, like I don't want my thirst to be the reason that this ends up in the top ten. That's not fun. No, we, we were just so early in the process. I mean, I feel like this really shouldn't even be a trio because, like, I mean, why is Marley there? But, um, Rhythm. I mean, why is, in, why, why is uh, Breath there, too? Like, I really just want this to be a solo, but whatever. Um, yeah, this is fun. We are lots of fun. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, 
Erin we- uh, Westbrook, I almost said her name wrong, uh, is now on Riverdale. And I have not started watching the season yet. Uh, I definitely am planning on Sorry, that's not true. I have not started watching the part of the season yet where she shows up, Um, but I'm excited to see her on there because I recently just binged that whole show just to keep up with uh, Kowski cast. And I'm excited to see what she's doing over there uh, on a new show where she's probably going to get more than eight episodes, but we'll see. Um, Nasty Rhythm Nation at number 11. And now we move in to the top 10. Should I tell you? I feel like this is a good time to reset. All right. So let's go through what songs we have here at the top 10 uh, as this is going to be, you know, stiff competition. Uh, from the top, from the top of chronological order, we have, I say a little prayer representing season one, uh, representing season two, we have landslide in season three. We have Candyman. we have bad, uh, we have shake it out season four. We have, uh, three, we have love song and come see about me and representing season five. We have Gloria and toxic. So that is going to be our top 10 in some order. Hmm. So, say a little prayer for you. Hmm, I wonder. Hmm. Wonder, I think, I wonder, I wonder. Think, I don't think that'll be in the top. I think that'll be in the bottom five. Okay. Well, let's get on into it with number ten on this countdown of trios. Number ten. Season three, time to get the trouble tones together. And this is their inaugural performance, so there it is. I just love the exasperation coming from uh, Mr. Shu. He's just like, what the fuck? You did this. Well, damn, I mean, you you did this. And all, I mean, all of those times that you shoved these, well, not even, because Brittany doesn't really have a problem with not being in the front up until season four. But in terms of Mercedes and Santana, all that time that you pushed them to the back, that was just them rehearsing for being in the front. And now they're ready. And you screwed yourself. <laughs> you played yourself. But yeah, I love this cover. I love this song. Um, mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it for so long. I feel like I've since abused it so much that I don't get quite the same enjoyment that I used to. But oh. it's still a really strong, probably one of the stronger performances that Glee's ever done. Still that girl. And it's just with three characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sugar's Sugar's hiding around there. But uh, no, this is is the trio there. Brittany, Santana, (laughs) It is funny. Like, if you look at this, if you look at the screen that it's paused on, all the other girls don't have spotlights on their faces. It's just Sugar and the trio. Yeah. They're like, no, Sugar is still here. She is still part of the group, but she's not even wearing the same outfit. No, it's all about the other three there. Sorry, Sugar. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Um, and that is number nine. Let's move. I'm sorry, that was number ten. Let's move on to number nine. That's how this works. 
So, yeah, uh, this, I mean, look, if there's like a don't stop believing of the trios on Glee, this is it, right? I say a little prayer as the, the, the original song where three people came together and made magic happen. Even if neither of these voices are Naya Rivera's or Heather Morris's, who cares? That's not important. Uh, this is I Say a Little Prayer. And, uh, of course, it's going to have some super high marks from the audience, uh, from us as well. But it still ends up landing here at number nine. So within the top ten. Uh, nobody's denying the iconicness of this song. Yeah, it's here for the iconicness, but it does it does lose points because uh, it really is just Quinn singing here. <laughs> like that's this is just glorified Quinn um, karaoke, Pretty and that's much. fine. I mean, it still sits within all of our hearts and brains as uh, one of the most instantly recognizable performances of Glee. I mean, it's the first unholy Trinity performance establishing these characters. Um, in the mean girl roles. Um, and then that, you know, icy resolve begins to melt as time goes on and we get to know these three for who they actually are. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we Great get to know song. them for who they actually are, the mean, nasty girls that will uh, only be, well, I guess not Brittany as much, but Quinn and Santana still will hold on to that uh, part of their character for a little while to come. But we love them anyway. Uh, that's I Say a Little Prayer at number nine on the countdown. That's the last season one song on the countdown. There weren't many. Actually, there were only two songs from season one on this list. It was I Say a Little Prayer and Good Vibrations. So, uh, it wasn't until, you know, I guess a little bit later on that they really started to bring groups of three together to make some magic happen. Um, moving on to number eight. This feels like another heartbreaker, I think, for both of us here. Number eight. There we go. It is three. Nothing like a good song about threesomes to get you going in the middle of a Britney episode. Uh, Joe, Tina, and Sam. I think both of us have uh, been super high on this song as it has uh, come up when it has come up on this here podcast. And I wish it could be higher, but the audience is like, we're not ready to get on board yet, but you guys better get on board soon or we're going to have problems. Every time I listen to this song, I mean, so I grew up in the church, right? So every time I listen to this song, I think about this one time at Sunday school where our our youth pastor was talking a lot about how our music was just so unholy and how our music really will begin to affect us and how we should be more mindful about the types of music that we listen to, which, you know, I guess I can understand on some level. But he would always point this song on. He'd be like, in Britney Spears' new song, Three, she's talking about how living in sin is the new thing, and you guys celebrate her. And I'm like, first of all. Okay, okay Will Schuster. 
First of all, I'm not taking any, like, cues from Britney Spears on how to live my life. Second of all, like, I'm not, I don't think that the song is, like, telling people, go out and sin. Go out and be evil people. Like, so every time I think about this song, I'm always reminded of that, and I just get slightly annoyed. But I love this performance. I know that I love Joe. He's my, uh, he's, he's my favorite underrated character of Glee. <laughs> and I, um like that he's a part of this number uh i like that sam is like the one that takes the high harmony here mm-hmm. um one two three i don't what we like, do is in up there mm-hmm. he's up there um throughout the uh verses and choruses really fun but yeah i like this i like this uh arrangement of the song it's so good the audience where did you have it i don't even want to know but you know you had it at number 12 on your list so Pulls up to number eight because rational people are here to save the day as always, or at least, uh, you know, for now. So that is at number eight. And uh, I don't know. Can I, should I keep calling it heartbreak when songs come in? Now we're in the top ten, so maybe I should stop being so dramatic. But the next one is another one that I would have loved to see higher. But let's play it. Number seven. Convinced me to please you. Made me think that I need this too. I'm trying. I'm not gonna write you a love song Cause you tell me it's make or break And this is that why you wanted a love song That doesn't just melt your heart I don't want to know you uh, This whole thing, this whole performance between these three uh, Always gives me warm and fuzzy feelings Often goosebumps I had goosebumps while this one came on just now And it's so good uh, It's so nice to have Quinn here in season 4 It's so nice to have everyone happy and friendly And smiley faces And just up on the stage The three of them, pure joy between that It's just, it's great And then the two of them go off and rent a motel together And then sleep with each other Yay! Yes, Quinn and Rachel's personal lives is none of your business But uh, yes, that oh is true Oh my god I guess I just set myself up for that one. I'm just going to skip right over that and say, I like the song. Let's keep going. Uh, no, give it, give it more. Uh, love song. You you go up for this one. I want to just hear it's good. It is good. Um, I mean, Sarah Bareilles, right? We all love this song. It's like, you know, another one of those major number one hits that just sort of like lasts and stands the test of time. And I think the three of them do it justice here with some of these harmonies that we get. Um, that aren't in the original. So, yeah, they do a great job here. Mm-hmm. Super, super fun with Love Song. Uh, let's keep on moving. Adamon's request. We'll go up to number six. Number six. I've been crying because I'm lonely for you. 
Now that's what happens. That's the magic when you get all three of them actually singing together. No shade to uh, I say a little prayer, but when you can have them singing, why not? Why not? Um, you know, corrected mistakes there in season four. Come see about me. Time for the Thanksgiving episode. It makes its way up to number six. Yeah, the Supremes are actually smiling down on us right now. One of them recently passed away. Uh, let me not, let me not say one of them and actually have the decency to. Um, Give her a proper shout out on the podcast. Mary Wilson, founding member of the Supremes, died at the age of 76. She died uh, last week. So rest in peace to her. But I love this song. It's so good. I love what they do with it. I love the choreography with it. I think they sound great. I, they all get like the little shining moment towards the end of it. Um, I just love that like this is like Quinn shtick and that she gets the, the other two to like do it with her. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> It's really good. We're gonna these perform three. some Supremes numbers if you like it or not, bitch. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's it's uh, a lot of fun here. So no qualms on my end about seeing it this high up, even if it wasn't one that I knew super well uh, coming into the recent rewatches. It uh, has pleasantly surprised me, and I will take any unholy Trinity number that I can get. So that lands here at number six, and we keep on moving. We're at the top five. Let's uh, close this thing out. Number five here. Gloria. You're always on the run now Running after somebody You gotta get him somehow I think you got to slow down Before you start to blow it I think you're headed for a breakdown So be careful not to show it You really don't remember
Gloria comes in at number five overall. I want to turn to you for your thoughts here because I'm uh, I'm confused about the numbers. I'm one of us gave this top marks and one of us gave it one step below it, and I feel like I was the one who gave it top marks. Does that sound about right to you? Probably. Okay. Just curious. The audience had this at number three, and I would have expected to see it in the top three or so. So I was curious where the little step back came from, but all right. Uh, I just felt like there were better performances, more iconic performances. This is a great performance, but in terms of like placement for all of the trios that are available, I, I mean, I think it deserves to be in the top ten. I don't think it needs to be this high though. Um, Boo. If I knew it was going to get this high, I probably would have downloaded it a little bit more. Boo! Wow, what a bad take. Oh, what a bad take. Like, this could be number 10 or 9 for me, to be honest. Wow, okay. Well, now that you said that. Um, Rachel Santana, Starchild, singing Gloria in New York in uh, the Starlight Diner at uh, Season 5, Episode 10. Um, I love it. The audience loves it. Like I said, they put it at number three. I gave it top marks, but Amon's a hater. All right. Number five was Gloria. And that's that. It's okay. We can all move on. Also, something that I realized as that was playing, the top seven songs here and nine out of the top ten songs have Santana Lopez in them. The top seven, every song has Santana. We've already gone through Love Song, Come See About Me and Gloria. And all of the rest of the songs all have Santana. And uh, the only song that did not have Santana in the top 10 was three uh, with Joe, Tina and Sam. So the power of Santana Lopez. All right, let's go on to see number four. dramatic a slushy oh come on all right well there's bad at number three uh, i'm sorry that was number four uh the trio there of santana blaine and Artie carrying the day with this performance with the warblers showing off against the new directions in a dance battle in a random parking garage because that's how we do on glee <laughs> yeah i love them playing homage to the to the music video right uh lots of fun here Santana in particular sounds great, as she always does. I guess this is a trio, too. I'd never expected this to be considered a trio. I just, I don't know why I think that all these numbers have more people in them than they actually do. I mean, I guess they actually are present, but the main voices uh, kind of boils down to three. Yes. Uh, but I, I enjoy this a lot. Yes, 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 yes. 
hard to deny the uh, iconic nature of bad here at number four with uh, those voices. Yes. Coming through pretty prominently for sure. And poor Blaine currently on the ground with some slushy in his eyes. And that's never good. You never want to see that. All right, let's move on up the Santana countdown. I mean the, uh, the trio countdown uh, to song number three. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling a guy like you should wear a warning. It's dangerous. I'm falling. There's no escape. I can't wait. I need a hit. Baby, give me it. It's dangerous. I'm loving it. The Unholy Trinity with a performance of Toxic in Season 5. Time to redo some songs there, and they take this one, and they give us the Unholy Trinity magic that we have been looking for. Uh, what do you get? What do you got here? Toxic, number three. <laughs> you are not going to like me. Actually, no, I can just, I'll save you the effort here, uh, or I'll save you the, uh, I'll, I'll do it for you. Yeah, Toxic was the number one audience song. Amon dragged it down because uh, otherwise, it, if he had top marks, it would have been number one. I just don't think this needs to be in the top three. I really don't. I don't. Hater, um, hater. The, I think I think what's lacking here is the um, the continuity. This isn't an Unholy Trinity song. This is a New Direction song that they redid for the Unholy Trinity, and they do a great job here. But it's really lacking the legacy points because if the whole point was to like recreate numbers that have been done on Glee. I mean, sure, never, not everything has to be a carbon copy, but I, I would I, do an updated version of Say a Little Prayer, you know, where they're actually singing. Don't give them an entirely new song that wasn't even theirs to begin with. And secondly, I, I don't know. It just does not pack the punch that an Unholy Trinity song really should punch for me. It's not, it just feels a little too, a little too fan servicey in a, in the wrong way. Like I didn't need this. I really need, I, I mean, it's great. And I think that these three are wonderful. I mean, I'm not shitting on the Unholy Trinity, but this song is just not it for me. Like they have better songs. They just do. Like Hater, 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 hater. Okay. Well, um, like I said, comes up at the audience's top spot for all of these trios and uh, you know it had my high marks and it's not like you gave it low low marks uh, I think you know what you're saying right now is just that because um, you had it in that second tier of like you know this is this is really good but it's not my top it's top great. tier so it's great but not top tier no well 
that's okay. Um, it did still squeak in to the top three. Not squeak in, it still did uh, hang on, I should say, to the top three, uh, you know, despite all of that. So um, I will stand it for, for the rest of us. And uh, anytime that they're together, I am going to be appreciative of it. And uh, I mean, I like this one better than Come See About Me, but that's just me. So, you know, that's just where we differ. What are you going to do? Um, that was number three. And uh, let's keep on moving. Number two, number two, number two, number two. I took my love and I took it down. I climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills where the landslide brought me down. Holly Holiday, Santana Lopez, Brittany S. Pierce, Landslide Season 2. It is our number two song on this here list, which makes sense because Landslide is definitely still in the top ten, uh, you know, of that combined list. So there it is. Maybe, maybe. Great, 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 great. I love these three together. I love that Holly Holiday is the reason why this comes together and she's the one that sort of like, um, you know, inspires the two of them to talk through their issues and their feelings through song and birthed this wonderful, wonderful performance. I love it. I love it. Not much else to say about it. We all know how good it is and how great it is here. Uh, so let's just get into the number one performance and just praise all of these songs up here at the top. And uh, there it is. Here is number one. Number one on the countdown of Glee Trios. Regrets collect like old friends. Here to relive your darkest moments. I can see no way. I can see no way. And all of the ghouls come out to play. Every demon wants his pound of flesh. But I like to keep some things to myself. I like to keep my issues drawn. It's always darkest before the dawn. And I've been a fool and I've been blind. I can never leave the past behind. I can see no way, I can see no way. I'm always dragging that horse. 
that's just such a mournful sound Tonight I'm gonna bury that horse in the ground Cause I like to keep my issues strong It's always darkest before the dawn Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out Oh, oh, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out Oh, oh, and it's hard to dance with the devil on your back So shake them off there it is. Number one, we have a Shake It Out performance by Santana, Mercedes, and Tina with, you know, Britney and Sugar off on the sides, all there for their cell block apology to Coach Beast and uh, lands here in the top spot. So maybe I should actually, you know, thank you for... Uh, the toxic rating that you gave. Not that I thank you for what you had to say about it, but I do think that the top two songs ended up being exactly what I would have hoped for uh, to see up there. Shake It Out, I think, is a great pick for the number one song on this list. So here it is. Shake It Out. So do I. I think Shake It Out um, absolutely deserves the top spot. And the fact that it is next to Toxic really is... I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was going for. I was like, how do you have... Whatever, anyway. Um... <laughs> Um, I guess it's not right next to Toxic because Landslide is right there, but still. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy this a lot, uh, especially considering, you know, the, the storyline that it is, that it is paired with, um, and how it, the effect that it had on Coach Beast's life. Um, and I just think that it's a beautiful arrangement of the song, you know, it's, they, they, Oftentimes, Glee will do this, where they'll change how the song sounds entirely, and it sounds in some ways better than the original. I think that this might be the case, and I love Florence and the Machine, but this I think you're right. is beautiful. So, yeah. I 100% yeah, think you're right about that. Top spot. Um, so, let me recap here. Uh, so, spoilers incoming if you uh, decided for some reason to start with this one and not go in order. So, if you don't want uh, spoilers about, you know, the results of the... Uh, the quartets and the quintets and the sextets and the septets and the octets and all that stuff, then uh, maybe, you know, uh, skip ahead a little bit. But let me just go over to uh, the top 50 songs here and uh, recap what made its way to the top 50 from everything that we've talked about in this little set of podcasts. Um, Love, actually, I'll go a little bit farther out because uh, Three and Love Song both hit right outside the top 50. Um Nope, that's a lie. Uh, three is right outside the top 50 at 51. Love Song is at number 50. Uh, Come See About Me, number 48. We have, uh, what else do we have? The New Directions Boys with It's My Life, Confessions Part 2, currently at number 33. Uh, we have at number 29, Gloria. We have at number 28, Amon, uh, Nasty Rhythm Nation. It has made its way farther away from the top 10, so I think that makes you a little happier. Um, yes. 27 currently is Bad. Uh, we have uh, Wide Awake is at 24. We have Toxic at number 22. Homeward Bound and Home is at uh, 18. What else? Don't Speak is at 17. Total Eclipse of the Heart is at 14. And when we get up to the top, uh, 11 is actually The Scientist. 11, uh, so The Scientist got kicked out of the top 10. 
because Shake It Out did enter the top 10. Shake It Out is currently sitting at number 10, which might confuse some people because Landslide does remain ahead of it, actually. Holly Holiday's countdown where Landslide came in at number one ended up with the ratings being a little bit higher. So Shake It Out now sits at number 10. Landslide is there at number six, and the top 10 is looking uh, pretty filled up right now. All songs from seasons one, two, or three. Nothing from seasons four, five, or six has survived into that top 10 right now. We'll see if anything else breaks into it from uh, you know some of the characters that we have remaining. I feel like it's totally possible and probably even likely, but uh, that's what we have. That's what, uh, what I have to report on all this data here. Oh, and Don't Stop Believing, of course, also here at number five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that. Um, yeah, all right. Well, getting closer and closer to that definitive list. Yes. Oh, Halo Walking on Sunshine. I'm missing all of these because I, I used to have, whatever, uh, nobody cares. But Halo Walking on Sunshine is also at number 13. Um, but yeah, we're getting closer and closer to getting less list locked in with almost every song on Glee. We have a ter- uh, current total of uh, 300 and. 79 songs which is working its way up towards that like six or seven hundred total jeez so many songs so many songs so many songs so many songs ben is the lowest rated song of uh these trios and it lands at 371 out of 379 oh well i'm sure it'll get bumped up once there's more songs added that seems but you know like i mean it's like i said before it's a forgettable song (laughs) so it's above marley's first noel yeah yeah (laughs) Well, that's all that I have. Anything else from you for today? No, I believe that's it for me as well. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure that you are following us uh, on Twitter and TikTok at Wired. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Amon Admin, Max Amalagori. We will start letting Tim reviews wherever you get your podcast. Read them aloud on the show. That is it. Lee, you guys later.